mystery in five songs with host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good folks at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right, this is episode 230. I'm calling this my Shadow Top 5, a breaks study. Uh, You will uh, recall that the last one, I took my top five albums, and we looked at the idea of pre-choruses and kind of snuck in the idea of let's look at how they relate to choruses as well I kind of always had it in mind that I would like to do this one on uh, breaks um, and then I started working on it and Mick Phelan wanted to help out and uh, and I said okay why don't you look for a break you know why don't you look for the breaks on those same five albums and then I decided now nah, I want to look at some different albums just make it a little bit fresher and I also wanted this to be a shadow narrative that like I say in this uh, in this title my shadow top five I wanted to uh, you know mention another five albums that could easily be in my top five albums so essentially across episode two uh, 29 and 230 you get kind of an affirmation of what my favorite 10 albums are I suppose um, but again there's even more right there could be another probably 30 albums in your top there's a lot of albums in the world right um, but anyways the idea here was uh, and I had a blast doing this episode by the way this was really fun um, but the idea here was I've got five more albums and we're going to go through every song and we're going to look for the idea of breaks. So we talked about pre-choruses and choruses. What is a break? Um, a break is essentially uh, that part in the song where, you know, it can serve a few different functions and we're going to notice that as we go along here. This was actually really interesting. Um, so the idea here is uh, is a break, you know, the standard reason for a break, right? Uh, or the or the most standard conservative type of break if there is one at all and some songs don't even have breaks but the standard kind of break is uh, here comes the guitar solo so it's the guitar solo break and again we're talking about our world our classic rock world right and the most standard version of that is a guitar solo over um kind of just maybe the chorus chords or the verse chords or something like that where it's essentially no new music other than the guitar solo or keyboard solo or whatever piano solo Um, so that's the most standard kind of break but breaks can be uh, the next step up is you could have the guitar solo over some new music um you could have a noisy, jammy breakdown kind of break. Um, you can have the, you know, the modern metal type of breakdowns, which is the big mosh, uh, mosh pit breaks. So some new music, um, you know, often not, um, not with vocals, uh, which brings up another type of break that we're going to notice here, uh, where um, you get a brief uh, instance of uh and maybe it goes for two you know quote unquote verses but you get a brief instance of completely new music and some vocals right so it's almost like you get a mini little song embedded as the break right um there are examples of uh super quiet breaks so you go for a little mellow break uh where you know the drums drop out and you know there's some tinkering around maybe a maybe a very laid back sort of solo um there's there's sound effects breaks and we're going to talk about that a little bit as well uh you know actually a good example of that is the uh the whole lot of love break right 
that's a classic example of where where the song just disintegrates for a while sort of thing right um and i wanted to mention oh i didn't make the note here i i should have looked it up because i do owe them tribute for doing this uh this is somewhat inspired by um i was walking around the other day listening to the europe album secret society that is one of the greatest metal albums of all time in terms of uh you know it's odd saying that but uh, um in terms of you know i'm just walking around marveling at the production the playing the performances the drum fills um but what john norham does on some of those guitar solos there's a song later in the sequence a really good heavy one there's a lot of tony iomi in his soloing and even in some of the riffing right europe are just an excellent excellent band but um but yeah, there's this one song later on, uh, which is one of the most beautiful examples I've ever heard of uh, of putting a new set of uh, you know power chords, a new a new riff underneath. Uh, here comes the solo, right? Uh, and there's a great wind up to it um, where you know they're building up to this, and then that music kicks in. It's just beautifully recorded, so heavy too, right? Europe are just the best, man. They're they're just one of the best bands with uh, with these newer albums. The best bands of that idea of they're making some of their greatest music now, right? Um, so that was cool. And I actually went back and listened to. Um, the first Europe, I always marvel at the frost core nature of that one. And then, you know, I, you know, people keep saying Wings of Tomorrow, the second one is pretty good. And I played it and I really did not like it, right? I still don't like it. I never did. Uh, but that first one's amazing. And then all the, all the later stuff they do is amazing too. So, so yeah, tribute to that also for this. Um, so we're going to go through these. And the other cool thing about this related to uh, episode uh, two, 29 well let's see if i can remember the exact title of that actually i've got it ha- handy here so the notes are still kicking around my top five albums a pre-chorus study so this one's called my shadow top five a breaks study so there's some similarity there um but the neat thing about this is I went in completely blind, right? I, I picked these albums and then I went in and said, am I going to find any breaks? What are they going to be like? What kind of breaks are they going to be? And I, I was amazed. This was so cool. There's so much great stuff that I that I found in here um, that is that is kind of interesting. So let's play our first selection here. This is Queen with Keep Yourself Alive. All right, so July 13th, 1973, gold in the U.S., that's it. That's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so so Keep Yourself Alive is an interesting one because, um, you know, why not kick off with a drum solo break, right? There's not a lot of those out in the world. Nah, I probably could have found a bunch and made a whole episode of it, right? But anyways, um, yeah, drum solo break, um, kind of interesting. Um, then solo, but on the on the chorus chords, uh, then there's a second break, right? There's that, there's that... That weird kind of funky, do you think you're better every day? And then it goes into chorus, right? So so that's a very brief break. It's actually shorter than the drum solo break. But yeah, that was an interesting one. Uh, doing all right. Uh, there's kind of like a flamenco jazz break, you know, a, a, a what's his name? Randy Bachman sort of a blue collar man little section there. Um with vocals and then it gets heavy and goes into this massive rave up solo section so this is this is a long break um 
You know, I want to point out, like last episode, we found that uh, there were a lot of broken rules, like no choruses, one chorus, uh, no break, you know, many breaks kind of thing. And that's because when I picked my top five albums, they were complicated, substantial albums with a lot of uh, really interesting creative ideas and rule breaking. There's a bit of that here, um, but I'm finding this was a really good, solid break study and that we're going to actually find a lot of breaks. But I wanted to point that out because Queen is uh, is one of the bands, we know the story behind Behind this they had this unlimited studio time they just went in and went crazy and made this absolute masterpiece of a debut album probably the most accomplished um you know ambitious debut albums of all time so there's lots going on on this album but uh, okay let's move on great king rat um there's this uh, the the slow bombastic almost new song that kicks in at 240 so this is almost six minutes long um it's about a whole minute long and then there's this dark tinkly music so that's a massive you know complicated involved ambitious break um my fairy king uh this one's this one's nuts. There's like about five breaks in this. It, it's just part after part after part kind of thing. It practically breaks down. Um, so the idea here is this, this song breaks down in terms of structure and goes kind of anarchic. Um, over to side two, you've got Liar. Uh, there's a solo section over some new music. Um, so there's that kind of break. Then there's that rhythmic Santana thing, you know, all day long, you know, with the, with the cowbell and all that going on. That's, that's a pretty weird kind of break. And then it gets super heavy. So I guess what we're finding out with Queen is when they do a break, um, it's a pretty stark break. Um, it can be very punctuated with pregnant pauses and drums. It could be very weird, uh, that, that doesn't quite fit because they're kind of like a proggy band, right? Um, the night comes down, uh, no break. Um, modern times rock and roll, uh, it's it's a minute 49. The only kind of break this really has is a traditional solo guitar break. Uh, son and daughter, um, it's very brief. There's that I want you to be a woman part, and then that ends... Uh, and then the end is a bit of a break. So, so there's just some kind of different parts, but they don't feel like, you know, boom, you know, verse chorus or verse pre-chorus chorus break back to verse chorus pre-chorus right that's kind of the standard version of noticing a break uh is that it's really obvious and probably happens kind of once and it's maybe between 15 and 45 seconds kind of thing long right um Jesus, let's see. Yeah, this is a crazy one. So it's 345 long, but from 150 to 314, it's basically a very, very long break. And then it comes back uh, just right at the end kind of thing. But it's that hi-hat and bass drum thing, and then it gets super heavy and up-tempo. So it's a, it's a long, involved, jammy break. Um, Seven Seas Arrive, this is just the snippet version at 115. Uh, there's no break in here. Um, so that's your queen situation. Uh, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, back again here on History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 230, My Shadow Top Five, A Break Study. Uh, so the idea here is we are looking at the concept and the nature and the different kinds of breaks in songs. Uh, let's take a listen to our second selection and we shall discuss. This is ZZ Top with Avalon Highway. wanted to mention again i'm calling this my shadow top five and i went through all five of these albums and i absolutely unequivocally can put these top five albums like those ones uh, from the last episode in my top 10 albums of all time no problem tejas is absolutely brilliant start to finish um there's there's literally nothing on this album i don't totally love Uh, that's a really cool thing about tejas but as a break study it was even better it paid even bigger dividends and i actually think um that um, once you hear my little look at the breaks on this, and if you went and listened to the breaks, I could convert a lot of you. If you're inclined to be a ZZ Top fan, I can convert a lot of you into the idea of thinking uh, Tejas is the greatest ZZ Top album of all time. Um, I almost picked the break in It's Only Love. Uh, so you get this modula- modulation to a solo uh, break and different chords, and then you get that second break, which is even better, right? The second one is where you've got the got the stopping and, and Frank's doing those fluttery, cool drum things he does and then you get a solo section over this a totally new music again so this is going to be the theme here there's a lot of breaks on Tejas and they're beautiful right um arrested for driving while while blind exact same i same idea you get two solo breaks um, but the second one is over that new jazzy minor key thing that goes a that thing right um so again i think of uh randy bachman and who is that guy uh um lenny bro right uh randy and his learning from lenny bro in winnipeg and all that kind of thing right so so you get a lot of that that this is an album with a lot of interesting guitar sounds and mostly they're clean and laid back and they can be jazzy or country uh, clean sounds right um El Diablo, uh, you get that cool new spacey music thing that goes on, and then you get this pristine, gorgeous, crystalline, clean soloing over it, and then it comes back. So that's totally uh, a break. Um, So the theme here is, and this is what you're hearing, um, is that um, on these songs, 
which are really interesting to begin with, they come with interesting new music to do the solo break on. And what you're also seeing as a trend is here is um, it is only that kind of break. There's no there's no real singing breaks, um, I don't think, as we go on, or any other kind. They're basically awesome new music with, with a solo break going on. Uh, Snappy Khaki at 1.30, you get the new heavier music uh, to solo over, and again, a modulation. Enjoy and get it on. Uh, at 1.11, you get that slide, and then the jazzy Randy Bachman chords again, uh, and into a rapid solo section, more country picking, so beautiful, beautiful break. Um, $10 Man is your typical at 131. You get new music to solo over. Uh, Pan Am Highway Blues, new music to solo over again. And this is where you get that amazing Hawaiian guitar solo, right? Just really, really simple. And it is so cool. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous thing there. Uh, Avalon Highway is brilliant. I mean, it, it basically feels like uh, a break there as well. Uh, she's a Heartbreaker. Uh, um, that's the latest break on the album. I noticed so so the break comes really late and it's a modulation to again country picking solo section really cool um and asleep in the desert even though this one is just like a mellow instrumental it even has something that feels like a break late uh late in the song um where you just get some some different chords moving around and then it returns to the motif so as long as as long as this thing happens and it returns to the motif I guess uh, it counts as a break because if you totally change the song right and you go out on that then I guess it wasn't a break technically right it was it was new music it's the song changed right um all right, so there's ZZ Top. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would say as an exercise, go through this the same way I did and just go go, you know, slide through your Spotify or your CD up and down, uh, fast forward, rewind, find the breaks, and you will realize that uh, they, they did a lot of really cool things with the idea, the concept of break. Um, okay, let's move on to number three. Take a listen to this. This is Blue Oyster Cult with Heavy Metal, The Black and Silver. Okay, so we're into Fire of Unknown Origin, June 22nd, 1981. Uh, if you've noticed, I've done these five chronologically. Um, you know, and I, I've, uh, I've been known to say that... Um Mirrors is my favorite Bluish Cult album, Cultosaurus Erectus, but I've pretty much settled on Fire of Unknown Origin, I think, now. So um, so let's go through this, the first track, Fire of Unknown Origin, uh, where it goes to that sour thing, and you get the wind-ups, right? You get you get uh, Albert on the on the hi-hats and the, and the sort of the clumpy drum fill sort of thing. So where the music stops and it does that whole thing, that is the break. It actually goes on for quite a while, right? And there's and Donald soloing over this, over this weird stopped non-beat section so that's your break in that one burning for you the big hit no break um basically it's just got the standard parts and there's there's no real d defined break uh veteran of the psychic wars i was surprised um at 449 no real break even though this is kind of one of the progier songs on here um you know the solos over pretty similar music so the idea is if the solos over pretty similar music it's just a solo guitar break more than anything soul survivor no break um now heavy metal black and silver the reason i wanted to play this one uh, is this is really illustrated, uh, illustrative of a absolute classic break, um, 
where it's uh, it's a uh, it's a vocal break. It's a new music thing. So here you get completely new chords. It's it's heavy rock. There's a beat. Uh, they're singing over it. So it's like a whole pile of new music uh, with vocals. Uh, and then it goes back to the other parts. It's not particularly a great song. I think uh, it's one of the weakest songs on here, even though it's one of the heaviest. Um, but uh, but yeah, and even even the break section, the break section, I think, is better than the verses and, and chorus on here. Um, but yeah, I, I like that one because it is the full-blown new song type of break. Um, Vengeance the Pact. Okay, so this is proggy. Um, there's sort of it's proggy, so there's a lot of parts. So it's sort of like a triple break or three breaks, and none of them feel more prominent than the other ones. I guess the most prominent break in here, I suppose, would be uh, the fast part, right, where it completely picks up, um, and that feels very, very different, right? Uh, and then and then uh, the song returns back at the end for another chorus. But this one just kind of takes off into a whole different world for a little while and does a few different things. Um, after Dark, there's a modulation to a solo section and new music. So yes, I guess it's technically a break. Um, probably the most amusing one on here, and I could have, should have played this one, is the Joan, Cro Joan Crawford break, right? Because this is a this is a famous sound effects type break. Um, I was just reading a quote the other day that said something like, the tape on this, putting all these sound effects and the bells and the ringing and the trumpets uh, on this, um, uh, that the tape looked like hair. Uh, you know, cutting and splicing the old style tape and there are all little bits of tape uh, all over the place. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so this is a famous break where you got that Christina, mommy's home and all that. Uh, no, no, no and all that. So, so there's a whole... Yeah, there's a whole pile of sound effects. This was complicated to put together, but it's an amazing break. It's cinematic because it is about uh, a movie. Um, you know, this this whole Joan Crawford situation, movie book, blah blah blah. And one came after the other. I can't remember how it works, but anyways, um, it's uh, it's cinematic because it literally is about a film star, right? And this uh, this troubled uh, her personality and Christina, the the daughter, and all this. But and so and it's kind of a double break, right? Um, and then uh, it ends with "Don't turn your back," and there's not really a break in that one, uh, I would say. Um, all right, let's go on to our fourth selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Thin Lizzy with "The Pressure Will Blow." Okay, November 1981. Um, not certified at all. This album didn't do all that great. Um, you know, uh, is this my favorite Thin Lizzy album? I've been saying that up and down, screaming that to the hills for a long time. It could be. Uh, Black Rose also could be my favorite Thin Lizzy album, but I, you know, I'll, I'll stick with this one. Let's stick with Renegade. Um, so uh, let's go in order, though. Angel of Death, yes. Uh, so here's an interesting idea about the Thin Lizzy breaks, at least on this album, and I bet it bears itself out because, you know, it's a patterning of uh, psychology, right? Um, so so you're going to notice there's a lot of breaks on this album where uh, it's the, it's the uh, quiet, contemplative, the drums kind of drop out version of a verse. So, so it's almost like, it's almost like that quiet part in a concert, 
but it's quiet, but it's also sort of the crowd participation part as well, where everybody, everything drops out, you know, and singing back to the crowd and all that. It feels a little bit like that, right? But so Angel of Death has one of those. So you've got that quiet, contemp- contemplative, whispering fill over over the awesome Darren Wharton since there. The hi-hats just do an eighth notes, right? And that's building up, building up. There's a, there's a great tension there. But that, that serves as a break. And essentially, it's... Uh, it's uh yeah it's just a quiet section um you know i almost i almost wanted to dedicate this show the same way with europe uh dedicate the show to my favorite thin lizzie song which is the title track from this album renegade and i thought oh yeah that's a great one for breaks i'm definitely gonna be gonna be featuring 30 seconds of that song but that song is so complicated and so cool that it literally feels like um it you can't tell what the breaks are, you can't. You can sort of tell what the verses and uh, and chorus is, but they mix it up so much, and they do different arrangements of it. And there's this long kind of solo section, but it's not really solo. It's more like the best Thin Lizzy twin lead ever. Um, so yeah, this is this is such a a magical song that it's hard to tell what the break is. So I'm just gonna say. Um, it was a fail in 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 a way that um I thought I would find a break in here, but I really couldn't uh you know identify what the break would be. Um so yeah, great song though. Uh the pressure will blow, classic lead break. Um so this is the one we featured. So as you can hear, what happens here is um all of a sudden it just switches on a dime. You get this zesty summary sort of music uh when the rest of it was sort of menacing, right? So it just sort of stops and goes into that, you know, almost Celtic happy celebratory uh solo section that you heard in in the 30 second clip so that's a classic one that way um leave this town okay so here again you get the um you know uh threaten to lock me in a cell box that that quiet okay bring the band back let phil do his quiet talking sort of thing so there's a trend going on here so that's kind of uh, a break uh as well uh, uh, you know that that sort of trend of a break hollywood down on your luck uh there's a solo section over halftime new music right um and then a composed twin lead, right? So this has a kind of a cool double break to it. And this is one thing I love about Thin Lizzy. Um, when they when they know they're delivering you a very simple and almost fillerish sort of um, verse riff, um, or just something simple that's just not as dynamic and cool and magical as what they would normally do, which I think is what you get with the Hollywood verse. They know that they got to dress it up. And and this break is kind of regal and dressy, right? It goes to the halftime. It's got a really nice twin lead. So this is them um, pouring a lot of effort into a break. And you almost think in the back of their mind, they're thinking we have to do this because the song ain't been so great so far. Um no one told him no break uh fats so fats is not very breaky but the interesting thing about this is it's a darren wharton jazz piano break so that's kind of cool right um mexican blood has that that really cool kind of stop start thing where you get the slight drum solo break you know get let's let's go back to queen keep yourself alive right um so you get that sort of timbali-ish kind of drum break it's very brief uh and then again you get the quiet verse right so after the timbali uh sort of drum break you get 
you get the uh, let's let's move let's move the music back, let's quiet it down, and let's kind of do uh, a little bit of lyrics, right? So that's kind of cool. You get that trend going again, um, and uh, you get that in uh, you get that in no one told them too. I I said no break, but you do get that that quiet verse thing in that. Um, and then now we're up into the last track. It's getting dangerous. Um, no break, but again the quiet. Um, the, the quiet verse thing, right? Which is kind of cool. So, so that's happening throughout this. So that's almost like a different kind of break that Thin Lizzy seems to like. And I wonder if a study of the rest of the albums, uh, you know, the rest of the catalog would bear this out, that, that, uh, that that's a thing that Thin Lizzy tends to like to do, is the, um, the quiet version of a verse, right? Kind of cool. All right, let's move on to our last selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Rush with the Analog Kid. Okay, so this is off of Signal, September 9th, 1982. Our last one here, this album went platinum. This, uh, I've always called this my favorite Rush album. Uh, let's go through it. Um, so side ones, subdivisions, um, different music for the synth solo, but it's not really that particularly breaky feeling. Um, so let's not call that a break. Uh, I picked Analog Kid because this is an absolute classic break that reminds me of the Blue Oyster Cult one on Heavy Metal Black and Silver because you get that... That switch on a dime to that too many hands on my time, too many feelings where you've got, you've actually got singing and lyrics, singing and lyrics go together over new music. Um, so this is a classic full on break. Uh, so I kind of like that. Um, it leads into different solo sections. So it's almost like a double break. Um, but it's not that different, but it's, it's, uh, technically a break. And, you know, this, this whole long section of this again is technically a break because at the end we do return just very briefly to that intro riff, which is kind of cool. Um, chemistry, no real break. Um, it just has really interesting, distinct parts, uh, digital man. So here you get uh, Rush doing this this thing that they do a lot. So this is kind of like the Thin Lizzy thing, but a little different. They often would do the um, breakdown to quiet music so Alex can do one of his chromatic uh, abstract sort of solos. Here, here you get this typical quiet police type break and this is a this is another definition of that word breakdown right so so rather than rather than the death metal heavy you know heavy breakdown <clears throat> the mosh pit breakdown there's the type of breakdown where you get quiet and you just kind of jam around so that's kind of a breakdown and that's what you get here so alex is soloing over this very reggae right um over to side two, um, you get the weapon where you actually do get kind of the same thing. Synth solo over police type beats. It's very spacey, space rock. Uh, lasts forever. It's slow. It gets noisier and noisier and noisier. Um, so that's kind of a break. But again, um, I guess, you know, to describe what Rush is doing here, uh, I guess sometimes they like the idea of... Um, of doing like a really sort of casual broken down solo break, right? Um, so it's it's not always new music. It's not always the same music um, as a verse or a chorus or whatever. But but it's uh, it's let let's just do a goofy jam kind of thing. Um, new world man, no real break in that. 
losing it. Uh, no real break, um, although you get that elevated fusion kind of music chords thing. Well, I, I guess that is the break. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's the break. Um, countdown. This is kind of interesting because you kind of get a a break to a report on the blast off right of the shuttle right that's so that's kind of cool so this whole blast off segment with the with the um you know the spoken word in it and that um that is kind of the break um but it's funny it it moves into almost like uh so another thing that that i discovered kind of from this exercise that rush likes to do um and yeah you know i noticed that on on some of these uh some of these other ones as well um then lizzie can do this a little bit too but um they they also um will play around a little bit with the arrangement and the chords uh, of a verse so they'll have a verse and they'll establish a verse earlier on but later on they'll they'll kind of do a, a slightly different arrangement but it's still the verse kind of thing uh, but yeah I thought that was a good one to end on because it's literally the blast off of the shuttle um, so they're actually taking a musical break um, to do that um, so there you go um, you know I was going to mention some honorable mentions I, I I felt bad Mick Phelan wanted to help on this and you know like I was saying what I had asked him for when I was kind of stabbing away thinking okay here's my idea this is what I want to do but then I get working on it right and I change my mind um, was um, you know I said well why don't you go look for some breaks in those same five albums I was doing um, and uh, and he and he did he did uh, you know mention some cool things and he described some stuff um, down by the seaside was a good one with a really clear break uh, you know from from our original five albums uh, as as he says here it goes up tempo rhythm briefly before going back into the keys and whole uh, hominess of the people turned away but that break that midpoint bombast reminds that us that Zeppelin never left the building it makes the song very cool idea night flight is a good one so he pointed out here um yeah you get that you get that real kind of boogie woogie break thing where the music completely changes in this one right what does he say here slower rhythm of bluesy middle eight before we get to the sheen of the vocals the bridge and add on to the song the extra chorus it's every uh, it, it's uh, in every good u2 song interesting idea uh zeppelin are masters at it here by slowing down and adding groove it makes it more than heavy metal kind of cool megalomania um yeah that's a very complicated one he goes on for it with a good description here sci-fi inspired flanger guitar solo has gone before we know we're back into the riff that's why it works so uh, we are here for the riff the riff is sabbaths and returns again and again as well as the irresistible cowbell uh yeah that's actually a cool cool mention there delivering the goods break there evening star mentioned a good break there pretty cool um and then looked at, at a couple of the acdc ones um yeah, Love Hungry Man, he says, this song has a break of sorts. First, we note the funky bass line, which leads the song very un -ACDC. There's a reason for this, though, at 1, 156. Uh, the guitar riff mimics the bass. We have a lift off to something poppier and shinier, a little powerful fist-pumping break before the chorus. Um, you know, he might be describing what I called the pre-chorus in there as well. I'm not sure. Um, because, yeah, these songs are not that are, are not that complicated. And then he goes in a really cool thing on Dead on Time, which is an absolute classic, right? Um pretty cool but let me just see if i could find a, a excerpt here the first one sounds like it actually runs away from roger he loses time uh the roll almost goes off the rails absolutely mick i love i love how roger speeds up and adds this burst of energy to these rolls that he uh these fills that he does in this album it's an absolute master class in pr production right uh these breaks sound staged yet they're there uh there's an organic quality maybe that's why jazz is great and the myriad of components the wee breaks i'm giving the drum breaks a, a fail though entertaining uh, interesting entertaining i don't like the snare sound too flat and wide reminds me of a marching band high 
high school snare i need to ring some venom some sharpness yeah very cool mick yeah um all right, if you like this show and want to support future episodes, please go to ko-fi.com slash martinpopoff. Hit that red support uh, button and buy me a coffee or a pint. Um, this week, I'd like to thank the people I thanked last week uh, and also a few more because what I'm doing here, I'm going to be away, so I double stack these episodes. They did them close together, but we've got Joe Becht, Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, Lee Fordham, Michael Gendelman, Simon Hall, Dennis Lawson, Augustin Garcia de Paredes, Steve Polari, Brian Sager, and also uh, since... I did this just a couple days ago. Jace Music, Lee Clifford, Steve Polari again, uh, Simon Hall, and John Olson. Thank you all very much. Uh, and the books, of course, are at martinpopoff.com. You know we've got our YouTube channel as well, The Contrarians. Um, but, yeah, um, there you go. Um, your homework for today is is go, go see if I can turn you into... Um, a lover of that Tejas album uh, and simply uh, just the narrative alone on breaks uh, should be enough to do that for you. Talk to you later. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please, purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.